Hello and welcome to Cutting the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire, hey. and Pete. Hello! And someone's energised this evening. <laughs> I'm not, Forrest just lost. Yeah, but Pete's happy because Liverpool won 9 0 yesterday. Mike's like depressed because Forrest lost to Spurs today, so. 9 fucking nil. How can we done 9 before? It was against Forrest, I Only agree. twice. 7. Oh, did you not? Oh, yeah, it was 7. Uh, sorry. 9's only been scored twice. Mm-hmm. In the Premier League. Well, anyway, we're not a football podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, today we're going to talk about fairies and the Cottingley fairies, the Cottingley fairy hoax. So, I wanted to do something then, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the returning listeners, then we'll get into it. Yep. I'll just say before we start, you can follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse, SoundCloud, and most other podcasting platforms at Cutting the Bull in the PTA. And YouTube is Apocalypse Ball. Give us a like, a follow, a subscribe. Drop us a very nice review if you want to. Message the page. Communicate. It's up to you. I don't mind. Bit of friendly banter. Man of the people, me. Uh. Right, so let's thank some new material. This is our reader selection. Salt Lake City in Utah, home of the Mormons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, they just make me laugh every time I think about them. <laughs> Islamabad in Pakistan, Copenhagen in Denmark, Castro Valley, California, Woodbridge, Canada, Lubbock in Texas, Dublin, Ireland, New York City, New City, New York, sorry, there is New York as well, Sydney, Australia, Amarillo, Texas, Oslo in Norway. Is this the way to Amarillo? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it is. Texas. The Texas? Well, well, yeah, but I don't know where it is in Texas. It's there. <laughs> well, that's helpful. Yep. <laughs> Cortland Manor in New York. Bourbon, Oregon, San Antonio, Texas. Tirana in Albania. Mm-hmm. London in the United Kingdom. Athens in Greece. Madrid, Spain. Ashburn, Virginia. And Guadalajara, Spain. Thank you very much for listening. It's very much appreciated. Yeah. Tirana, Albania. Yeah. I think that's a new one, isn't mm-hmm. it? I've Welcome, yeah. <laughs> welcome Albania. I want to go to Albania. I've not seen Albania come up yet. No, I want to go to Albania. I work with the Albanian guys. Painted it in a nice light. I don't think it's that nice, is it? This coast apparently is really nice because you've got the um, Italian. It is uh, over the, the sea on the coast, so it's quite it's fucking roasting on there. So why oh, nice. did he stay there then? I would rather stay somewhere like that than come here. Because when he came over here, it was a bit shit. Yeah, yeah, they just come out of the Soviet Union. But I even on Top Gear they went there, it looked quite nice. Mm. We've done it all up now, look. He said the Mafia's built it up. Mafia's built the infrastructure of Albania. Fair enough. They can be they're useful. putting something back. Yep, they can be useful sometimes. Hey, Pablo did it. Well, look, they, they give the drugs to the many and, you know what I mean, they take off the riffraff from the streets. Ironically, the wealthy, the wealthy Americans built up Pablo's town by buying all his cocaine. He was building football stadiums and schools and hospitals. I like with the US giving more in that aid than any other. <laughs> but let's talk about fairies. Fairies wear boots, you've got to believe me. Mm-hmm. Black Sabbath. Yep. Not talking about them fairies. Eh? No. Alright. The term fairy is used to loosely describe a type of legendary or mythical being of romance and folklore. These unsubstantial creatures are often of diminutive size. As spiritual entities, fairies are considered to be supernatural preternatural or even metaphysical beings in possession of unbounded magical powers. Ooh. Unbounded oh, power. Yeah. Unlimited power. 
Well, they've got that little dust stuff they sprinkle on you and make you fly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's just Peter Pan. Yeah. Don't be shattering my dreams. <laughs> In European folklore and fairy tales are described as typically invisible or non-substantial spirits who live on Earth in proximity to or in association with mortal human beings. Fairies are presumed to possess knowledge of hidden natural powers, which therefore corresponds with their power of making time appear long or short to those mortals who are lured into their company. I wonder if they can make anything else appear long or short. Mm. Themselves. I think people's thinking about his cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need it making it a bit smaller. Time differences <laughs> is actually a really interesting thing here because as is some some ancient astronaut scholars believe now, some UFO people believe that fairies are very closely associated to the UFO phenomena and alien abduction because fairies often go you go off with a fairy and you come back and everyone's aged horribly and you haven't missing time, time dilation, things like that. Okay. Hmm. Some early accounts of fairy interactions involve missing time. Hmm. So saying that fairies could be ETs. Oh, ETs could be mistaken for fairies, yeah. Could have been mistaken for fairies. Well... How was your 15th, 16th century mind cope with an alien? More like to put it down to something supernatural, a spirit or something like that, aren't you? Mm. Yep. And who's to say aliens are anywhere near as big as us? They could just be that, that size. They could yeah. have we, tiny we've little spaceship. an episode on different types of alien many, many, many moons ago, and there were little fairy-sized aliens with wings. They stole some pork pies from a woman's house. <laughs> <laughs> Scamps them. <laughs> he did. They were known as the pork pie Martians in the press. Hmm. <laughs> it was a fast song, wasn't it? <laughs> the pies, wasn't it? <laughs> she was just off her tits on acid. I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say when, when was this? In like uh, the 60s, 70s. 60s, 70s in the UK? Yeah, she was off her tits on acid. Or some kind of antidepressant drug we used to kick out on the NHS, like lithium or something like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swamp um, gas. She probably <laughs> <leaking>. <laughs> she was high on. Maybe she had carbon monoxide leak in her home. That's also a possibility. Maybe she never even made the pies, and that was all a hallucination. Not yeah. part of the hallucination. Maybe well, she's an hallucination. <laughs> Maybe we're all hallucination. <laughs> Who can say? Who said that? <laughs> Where am I? Who are you? <laughs> no, that's just Alzheimer's, Pete. Oh. <laughs> A characteristic and distinctive feature is their whimsically and mischievous and prankish behaviour. Huh? frat boys. Fairies can be benevolent or malevolent, exerting good or bad influences over the lives of humans. And their magical attributes endow them with the ability to appear or disappear at will, or change shape into animal forms, apparently. I love in this article it's like giving quotations like Sace 1934 as if that makes it more credible. (laughs) (laughs) McCulloch 1912, Hartland 1891. You're like, yeah, some blokes wrote a book about fairies in 1891 you're quoting it as a sort, as a piece of indisputable evidence. (laughs) Credible source. Interesting. Fairy entities in their restricted sense are unique in the English folklore, though these non-human spirits are both Celtic and Germanic folk beliefs. It is quite a European thing, fairies, isn't it? I think more than anything else. You've got other cultures that have a similar thing, but I think there's a base. Oh, no, the Americans have the fairies. Yeah, but they, they're all Europeans, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, Europeans at heart, aren't they, essentially? 
They're all immigrants, Pete. The yeah. east, in the east, they have the gins. Yeah, well, they have more spirits, demons. Mm. They're more like your genies, aren't they? And genies. Genies are considered a gin, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a very, there's a very, a very strong belief in the West about it, or there certainly was, especially Ireland as well. Ireland's always seems to be a bit magical, isn't it? The Emerald Isle. With all the leprechauns. Leprechauns. There's a leprechaun's the most famous type of fairy as well, isn't it? Bob, your Tinkerbell types. Leprechaun mm. isn't a fairy. Technically, they come under a fairy, yeah. Pixie. Pixie, maybe? Yeah, they all come under that umbrella. Yeah, there's an old Irish sort of folk tale of small, tiny beings that came from the clouds. Now, if that's not aliens, I don't know what uh, is. Mm. Yeah. It was on Ancient Aliens, actually, I saw that. Why, why doesn't that surprise <laughs> I forget me? the name of them, because they're in Irish. Yeah. In Irish. <laughs> I can't remember it. <laughs> Shannon O'Callaghan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that leprechaun? Paddy the Greek. <laughs> Paddy the Greek. <laughs> I was just trying to think of the most Irish name I can think of. <laughs> Shannon O'Callaghan. No, the most Irish name you can think of is like Paddy McPaddy. <laughs> Paddy O'Paddy. Paddy O'Paddy or Paddy O'Guinness. <laughs> Is that racist to say that? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Probably. We have got Irish listeners. I do apologise. I love Ireland. It's great. Never been, but I'll get there one day. Please keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> Among European folk and fairy tales, the fairies of French and Celtic romances are often merged with the elves of Teutonic myth. Obviously, Teutonic, we're talking Germany there. Similar stories of fairy-like creatures occur in other European traditions, including the Latin and the Slavic, as well as their historical origin distilled from Celtic, Welsh and Breton and medieval French romances and tradition. In many regions, including China and India and Arabia with the jinns, so they are the jinns, mm-hmm. there are found beliefs in the existence of supernatural, sometimes dwarfish or pygmy-like ethereal entities. Their diminutive size and appearance was cultivated in response to the tales of Victorian nursery tales read to children as a supernatural race existing in the fancy of the folk of North and West Europe. I do find it weird how pretty much everyone on the every culture has the same sort of belief in various mythical mm-hmm. beings, like most werewolves and vampires for one. But mm-hmm. you know, every culture's got a vampire and a werewolf myth. Yeah. Seems a lot of cultures have fairy myths. Yeah, but these cultures don't just live in isolation, do they? No, they don't, but there's still a lot of transference, cultural transference going to take place, hasn't there? A time when we're led to believe that, you know, it took a long time to get somewhere on a horse, didn't it? Some of them are sort of like, you know, like troops or half-troops, though, because I've watched river monsters and they're they're talking about, you know, the guy that does the fishing. Mm. No. It's always like... (laughs) No. No. I've seen it, yeah. Have you? Well, there's, they're always talking about myths that there, aren't they? Like, you know, the tribes, people, depending on where he is, and, you know, people in the village, it, it starts it starts from somebody seeing something, doesn't it? That's true. And it's normally like a giant sturgeon or something. It's like something yeah, that is yeah. unusually big. But do you think it becomes that a three-headed dragon or Because something. these yeah, things are yeah. seen less nowadays... Do you think the possibility that people are eating a lot of ergot by accident in their bread, uh, and it's just making them trip balls? Because you don't get sight, you don't get that many sightings of fairies nowadays compared to what you used to. The same as any other sort of mythical being, everyone was just tripping their tits off. It must have been apart from Bigfoot. I, even to see Bigfoot, maybe. But think about it. Everyone must have been off their tits on ergot. 
at some point in the Middle Ages or before. What's uh, it's this fungus that grows on the wheat used to make the bread. It's as though the wheat's been left too long. Of course, yes. If you eat enough of it and you get ergot poisoning, you'll start hallucinating. Yeah, Mm. there's a small island, isn't there? There is. We did an episode on ergot island. (laughs) LSD island, it's called. (laughs) And they were so isolated that all their food stores this one room, and it got infested with ergot and everybody on the island was hallucinating seeing witches and things and whoa totally fucked up (laughs) (laughs) it is crazy I'm never the belief that everything anybody saw that was slightly weird in the middle ages was a result of ergot poisoning or plague (laughs) no there's, there's a good chance of that definitely magic mushrooms I mean they had mushrooms yeah I mean I guess forage and things yeah yeah so, I mean, I think there's a, certainly a strong possibility. And it's, it's, it's a very simple explanation. You know what they say about simple explanations? Are generally. Generally correct, yeah. aren't they? Should we go to the different types of fairies? Yeah, let's, have, let's go through a few of them. I'll start with them bronies, not the little girls in yellow jumpers and brown sashes who meet up at youth clubs <laughs> in the UK. I don't know if they have bronies anywhere else. Not the female version of Cub Scouts. Yeah, I used to be a brownie. Yeah, my sister was, yeah. Bronies are your typical household spirit. They originated in Scottish folklore, although they popped up in English and German folklore at times too. Originally, bronies were known as helpers for farmers. They tended to do outdoor tasks during the night, such as shoveling hay, feeding the sheep, etc. Looks quite a lot like... Dobby. Dobby. From, yeah, it does. Yeah, Lord of the, Ri- Lord of the Rings. Dobby for... Honestly, Dobby in Lord of the Rings, no. Honestly, Harry Potter. Dobby take on Gollum. <laughs> Deathmatch. Yeah. He looks like an elf. From Harry Potter, basically. Yeah, they're three foot tall, pointed ears, brown complexions, brown working clothes. And when they don't have a family, they tend to live underground because they don't have wings. Ah. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Just reference J.K. Rowling up there. Yeah, so you got the inspiration for house elves and bronies. Yeah, there you go. Um, although bronies are never slaves and can leave a family or property at any time <laughs> because they're drawn towards the most deserving families. To them, this means the people who work the hardest and therefore need some extra help. <laughs> when bronies stick with a family for a while they're ge- and are generally happy, they will bring good luck to the household, kind of a magical magnet for good luck. If you do have a brownie living with you, you should keep your house nice and tidy. They will help you with the chores, and they will, but they want you to clean the living area. They're going to scrub their shit on the back of your soil. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to feed them, otherwise they'll get angry. They love milk, cookies and honey left out at night. They will make friends with your pets. <laughs> I might start leaving milk and cookies out, just in case. <laughs> it's only going to make friends with spiders, though, because they're the only pets I've got at the minute. And they're not wanted pets. Ah, no. Okay, pixies. Pixies are about four inches tall and tend to live in the gardens and woods. They're the types of fae that has the most contact with humans, so they tend to show up a lot in pop culture such as fairy tales or Disney movies. I love it. They're the, t- they're the ones that have most contact with humans, so they're the ones that are in your pop culture. It's like, oh. no, they're the ones that are in pop culture because they're a stereotypical fairy. They are, aren't they, with the, the big wings? and Yeah, it's Tinkerbell, isn't it? Yeah. And this is the kind of fairy that my mum used to believe in and she was younger because she used to believe there was one that used to make little leather shoes and things like that down the bottom of the garden because she used to find little patches of leather and little cutouts and things. Okay, weird. 
That someone was playing an elaborate prank on her to make her childhood oh, more magical. No, it was more than likely her older sister Wendy, but that was her as a young child. Yeah, that's yeah. What she believed. Well, it's not believing in Santa, in it. Yeah. You know, you leave your milk and cookies out, but you know, Dad's here, you know. But as far as any evidence I've ever known of, that's about as close to it as I've got in my repertoire. Like, but yeah, even more than likely her older sister. Pete Wendy watched too much Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy was in Peter Pan. <laughs> they can live in any wooded area or garden, and they do have wings, but they're known as earth or nature fairies. They're super tiny with human-like figures and delicate wings that move extremely fast, almost like a hummingbird. Ooh. Some pixies dress only in green, while others prefer other colours of nature like blue or yellow. So basically Tinkerbell. Yeah. yeah. 100% Tinkerbell. They're especially known to steal stuff from your home or take items and hide them somewhere else so you can't find them. That's only fucking house keys keep going all the uh-huh. time. I lost a shoe once and it lost me a job. And then about a week later, the shoe turned up and we all knew 100%. There was three of us living in the house. And it was neither of my mates taking the piss because I lost a job over it. They wouldn't have let it go that far. It was, I had a suit and, suit booted job where I had to yeah. and I couldn't go in in trainers and I lost my shoe so I couldn't get to work and I, it was an hour's train it, so it was one of them but yeah in the end I couldn't get to work and ended up losing my job but yeah that was weird as fuck because it turned up under the chair and we all know wholeheartedly we literally turned over all of the chairs and sofas and everything to try and fight all of us were looking for this ch- yeah well so clearly but then it turned up a week later clearly the pixies thought you know what that job's no good for him no it was a, that was what made me move here because I was living in Barry in South Wales at the time and it was because I'd lost that job my mum and dad said come and live up here with us then into Telford so I moved from Wales to Telford and that was why so maybe there was Maybe Pixies maybe there change was your life direction, Pete. Maybe there was something there that wanted me to change my life direction. <laughs> maybe. You never know. Pixies cost me my job. You should tell that story to the sun, they buy it. Fairies cost me my job. I know the mirror and the star would definitely take that one. Oh, yeah, there'd be a picture of you looking sad. Look like I'm mixing with your shoe. Big <laughs> 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 fairies cost me my job. <laughs> With a little, <laughs> little fairy shoe. <laughs> yeah, the, the replacement was replaced it with this, the bastards. <laughs> the replacement was inadequate. Yeah, I yeah. just about got it on my little toe. Says they do play pranks on humans. But yeah, there you go. It was a poltergeist. Do you know what? Genuinely, that fucking place was haunted. Who was, was, was coming into puberty at the time? Right. Definitely haunted that building I used to live in. It was an old Victorian fucking house above shops nothing else no other residents lived in these houses because they were all above the shops and used for storage the shop I lived above was a butcher's they had no need to store cold meat you know what I mean so it was the only one that was rented out as a living space and I could fucking hear people like left and right of me above me and I knew at 10, 11 o'clock at night there's no fucking next door or the other side because it was top shop so they were around at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And so, yeah, was it Pixies, though? There you go. That's just made me think it could have been Pixies. Could have been Pixies. I was always convinced it was a ghost, but no, I'm now convinced it was a Pixie. Pixie gangbangs going on. Yeah, dodgy little Pixies. 
A banshee. Banshees, they are cool. Go on, then. No, no, I just said banshee. banshee sorry. Only exists in Ireland and Scotland, typically on the moors, and has a cry of death. That's why you never go on the moors. So it only exists in Scotland and Ireland. Did not know that. Mm. So the banshee is a female spirit type fairy that predicts death. Her cry is typically an omen. She can appear a lot in different forms. According to a fairy law, she is known to appear either as beautiful young woman or a what, stately matron or an old ugly hag. Oh, I hope I get the beautiful young woman mm. screaming at me. Won't be the first time. Yeah, because banshees are known for their extremely loud wails, their screams, aren't That's they? That's it, it's a portent of death. So the banshee is often seen with the physical eye, but she is certainly heard. Her morning cries are usually extremely haunting. She runs comb through her long hair. That sort of like is a bit reminiscent of that a Chinese, the ring sort of. Mm. Oh, the chick and the ring. Yeah. That's like. every single Chinese ghost, basically, though. Yeah. Yeah, there is. That's their the ghost. That's what yeah. they they think of a ghost as that, like a girl. With long fucking hair, down red, and wearing a white right that, that's all they ever think mm. of. It's true, they've got a few like that. Mm. There's one that hangs around a toilet. Specifically girls' toilets. Genuinely is a Japanese ghost, hangs around girls' toilets, looks exactly like that. She'll go when you're in the toilet, she'll get you. Oh fuck you. Oh. <laughs> Wait until you're in your most fucking vulnerable state, basically. Yeah. Squeezing out a turn. <laughs> yeah. Shit, what do I do? Do I suck it back up? <laughs> chop it off? Or Squeeze her in the yard or what? Uh, what do you do? I think at that point you see that ghost coming through the, underneath the toilet door. You probably got to shit anyway. I think holding it back's got to be academic at that point. <laughs> anyway, it says that they usually have silver hair and use combs. And some, in some parts of Ireland, combs are thought to be uh, bad luck simply because of the banshee. Hmm? Don't comb your hair because it's the banshee. It's bad luck. Some folks believe that there are many different banshees in Ireland. A group of banshees is very bad luck compared to a single fairy. I'd well, say a group of I'd, banshees is really yeah, busy. Yeah, I'd agree Massively with bad that. luck. I mean, all of a sudden they start waiting and the whole village is dead two days later. <laughs> I'd agree with that. A group of banshees, you don't really want to encounter them, do you? Apparently, though, they don't harm people. They just let you know you're going to die soon. Yeah. <laughs> Her cry does predict death. <clears throat> Oh, it's the death of someone in the area, not necessarily your own. So that's a relief. Should you hear a banshee cry, you're like, well, might not be me. <laughs> 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 might be Larry from next door. Just hope it's not mum or dad. <laughs> Walk round the corner, there's a grizzly bear stood there. Oh, no, it's oh, me. Oh, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was the bear? It could have been the bear. Yeah, it could have been. Unless you're specifically hard. Yeah. yeah. Or you manage to lure it into the road and a bus hits I'll it. I'll kick it in the nuts as hard as I can. I don't think you're going to get chance. You're not going to get chance. It's got the reach on you. As long as it's, it's probably got retractable balls being a bear as well. If its head comes near me, it's getting thumbs in the eyes. Yeah, if you can get away from the teeth. 
I'll fucking... I'll, I love this. this I'll Pete, quickly Pete shave step by step down. Guide, Pete step-by-step step guide to killing a bear and it's like, yeah, actually wake up and realise you've died at step two. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, step half. <laughs> you don't even see, get step one. See the bear. Realise you died after step one. <laughs> no, I'll file down the feet. This, oh, you've got time to file down yeah. the teeth now. You want you holding it in one arm. Holding it in a headlock. Yeah. Fine, and I'll get you, you bastard. Damn right. Now bite me, you bitch. Yeah, before. Wouldn't it be worse just put corks on its teeth? <laughs> just cork it. Now, what That's I would, why I carry a pocket of corks with me at all times. What I'd do, <laughs> I'd carry around like a, just a, a bit of metal that, yay big. Like, so a knife? A metal, a, a no, knife. No, 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 just, just a metal pole. Metal pole, eight inches. You can't walk me walking over the metal pole, Pete. You'll get arrested. A little eight-inch long metal pole. That's going right. to have to be pretty heavy to slap so, a bear. No, no, no. So if the bear comes at me... I'll put my hand in its mouth like that, holding the pole. <laughs> so as it bites down, it, it bites down on the pole. Right, well, I'll tell you what. So then that bit's useless. <laughs> At that point, I will then jab it in the <laughs> eyes with a Realise you lost a hand in step a, one. With, 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 with a pen knife. So you are carrying a knife around. A trusty pen knife, which I'm allowed because I'm in the forest. And I'm, the and, forest. I'm, and I'm foraging for nuts. Right, that's why I've got my pen knife. I'm allowed to forage for nuts. Are you going to castrate the bear as well? No. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. So, what? You're going to wear them around your neck as a gruesome trophy when you come back into town. So, whilst it's gripping my hand thinking it is but not being able to bite down because this eight inch pole that's stopping it from biting do you think it's not going to smash your mouth gouged his eyes out do you think it's not doing anything <laughs> while you're doing this because it's just eviscerated you in its claws nah no see this is where I've, I've this is it. where you thought I had a warm he's, he's got a nail file <laughs> no I thought I had I thought I sharper <laughs> no no I thought ahead. What I did was, as I had, you know, you know, when you hold like a small person by the head, right? And they, they swing at you and they can't quite. Yeah, the bears got longer arms than you have. It's all right though, because if you figure it's biting, if you're within its reach anyway. You're like that in its mouth. No, I'm it can crush you. Nah, you can't. Cause it I'm, can bear hug you. It's got the reach. I'm more nimble than a bear. It's nice. It's you're good. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm dead. Just right. wear the bear-proof suit and I'm done with it. I know I'm dead, but I'm just trying. All right. <laughs> I the, why don't you just use the metal pole as a bit rather than trying to stick your hand in its mouth and as a as a lever? Use it as a bit, ram it into its mouth sideways. I think either way it's going to fuck you either up. Either way it's going to eat your face. Yeah, yeah, I think this plan's flawed. Yeah, there's lots of flaws in that plan. Anyway, anyway here a banshee, look out for bears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you beat up a leprechaun? Oh yeah, I'd, I'd like to beat up a leprechaun, I'd actually. I'd take on a leprechaun. Especially, especially if it was like the one from the film, the leprechaun. No, I think we're underestimating something. Hmm? Aren't there small people leprechauns? Why well, are we not allowed to beat up small people now? Really? <laughs> yeah, they're about fuck? two when foot tall, aren't they? I've been beating up small people all my life, what the fuck? <laughs> We're not allowed to. We were what joking, we... I haven't. <laughs> That's when Pete started loaded midget conventions. <laughs> Shh. I'm not even allowed to talk about him. Shh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's standing on a mushroom. He's pretty oh, small, isn't he? A tiny little leprechaun. I think we're underestimating something here. Right, no one, none of us are beating up a leprechaun for two simple reasons. Well, three reasons. One, they don't exist. One, they don't exist. <laughs> two, they're short. Short people are always angry. And they're magical. They're ginger red-headed. Well, ginger, yeah. So they're fiery. Yeah. And nothing's angrier than a short Irish ginger man. Who's not had a drink for a while. Yeah. 
So none of us are beating up a leprechaun. No. You're thinking the Simpsons leprechaun, aren't you? Yeah. I'm actually thinking of this show I was watching called Farzar, where the, the czar is called Squiggles. He's a little red-headed midget, and it's his personal, like, attack guard. And he, he, he like... Oh, he, like... <laughs> So, oh, it's, you have to watch the show, it's great. So <laughs> Squiggles ain't nothing to fuck with, is, 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 is the thing. <laughs> so the next in line is the leprechaun, obviously. And the leprechaun appear, appears as super small, aged men. Aged. 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 How do you know the difference, though? Because it makes sense. It's, I, know, I know, but when you look at the word, it is the same, it's isn't the it? It's the same, yeah. The English language is bollocks. I isn't know, it? yeah. Anyway, <laughs> aged what a way men. To was. <laughs> it is, though. Yeah. Aged men dressed in green or red. They often wear pointed cap and love to smoke pipes, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're mainly found in Ireland. Even though most types of fae don't have set jobs like humans do, leprechauns are the exception. They are first and foremost cobblers, but can also act as bankers of the fairy world. Oh, that explains the pot of gold, doesn't it? Mm. You will oh, hear letting all the money. <laughs> well, you will hear. Le- this is the breakdown of the fairy economy. The leprechauns are hoarding all the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll hear the leprechauns coming by the tapping of their hammer. They always have a shoe and hammer to hand. Legend says leprechaun are constantly crafting shoes because other types of fairies wear out their shoes nightly during revels and dancing. <laughs> I, I think the fairy dancing is a con by the leprechaun ruling elite, global elite. Go on, Alex Jones here. No. Like, you've got to dance, otherwise the world will end. And all the time, you're just like, keep going to shoot, going to make the shoes. Got you're going to buy new shoes off us every day. No, it's the, it's Big the leprechaun shoe. scanning them, making them out of blubbing or sugar, sugar paper. Yeah. Making them out of like, sugar paper, so like within a day, clearly. It's got to be old leaves, gone. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretending it's leather. You've got to dance, or the world will end, and then buy our shoes. <laughs> so leprechauns also love music and dance themselves they especially enjoy the fiddle the Irish drum and the harp this is sounding so stereotypical it's unbelievable I almost feel racist towards leprechauns right now talking about them like this because it's like God, I'm going to offend them man these leprechauns if they're listening they're going to be like ah, what the fuck who are you talking about I don't listen to fiddle music <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know you be racist. I like heavy metal, Flash Slayer. <laughs> the thing is, who doesn't like a bit of Irish music? I like a bit of the old. It's always very cheery music. Yeah, isn't it? I like a bit of the Irish folk music. I wouldn't yeah. go out there and buy it, but if there's a a Cady band on, I'll definitely have a listen. I've seen I've seen you doing the river dance a few yeah. times. To be fair, you get me drunk, mate. I'll river dance with the best of them. <laughs> But yes, some leprechauns are distrustful, though, and secretive around humans. If you act kindly towards them without expecting anything in return, they might bestow some of their gold upon you. Not Uh, like our bankers, then. (laughs) (laughs) Most leprechauns avoid humans. It's said that if a human can capture a leprechaun, then the fairy must reveal the hiding place of its gold. However... Almost every human who has tried this has been tricked by the leprechaun and ends up with less than he started with. Not like a head. <laughs> so leprechauns head, love... Head from the leprechaun. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, you, you know, you tried to catch me and the leprechaun just beheads you. Uh. So they love gold, they love ale, they're known to be information brokers and always have a bit of information to sell you. Probably at a hefty price. 
They're typically honest, although a few of them can be tricksters. Uh, so can you trust a leprechaun mm. or not? That's what I want to know. Well, it sounds like you can. Where are all the female leprechauns? They, they obviously don't exist. In the kitchen where they, they belong. <laughs> oh, Slap him clear. Like, we've just lost like half of our viewers. <laughs> now we've only got two <laughs> listeners. Not viewers. I, now we've only got two listeners. As, as show host, I will apologise on behalf of Mike uh, for his misogyny. Had to be said. Joe. <laughs> Women can do other things, though, you know. They don't just... But they're all they're always not just pictured kitchen. as men, aren't they? The bloody leprechauns. It's true, I've never seen a female leprechaun. You can see no. female elves, female pixies. But, you know, you never see a male fairy either very often. Maybe it's like you female know. dwarves and they look alike. Ooh. Maybe they're, just, they're androgynous. Maybe they're all male and they're like... Like, you know, on the Orville, <laughs> where the males are with males. Yeah, and they have to lay an egg. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good show. Yeah. I like Boris. He's yeah. a good character. Well, the thing is, though, what, we're overlooking something. They can have all the orgies they want. There are female. Leprechauns. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because they're magic. They're probably immortal. Oh, yeah. According to the book, a history of the Irish book. fairies. There is no record in Irish folklore of leprechauns having a female counterpart. And their ranks are even a solid record of how they procreate or reproduce. Maybe they don't, they're just immortal. Because they're all old, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah? I hate to break it to you guys, I don't think they exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why they don't exist. But that's because I was going to beat the cost of living crisis, I was going to capture a leprechaun. <laughs> well, maybe there was a few leprechauns. Maybe they died out because all the women of them died out. They lasted a few generations through magic and the fact that they lived a long time, and then they all died, and that's it. There's no, they're no more. <laughs> well, you know what? It's as likely as anything, but yeah. it's probably true that they didn't exist in the first place. No. What? What about elves? Everyone likes an elf, don't they? Oh yeah. I do if it's not Orlando Bloom. Because <laughs> he can't act. I like what's a tits. Liv Tyler. She yeah, made, she yeah. made a great elf. She did make a great and elf. And what's her face from Lost? I had no idea. Mm. She in the in the newer Hobbit films. Oh she's right. The, she's the fit. Evangeline Lily. That's it. Yeah, they're, them two are hot elves, man. I know you're not commenting on Hugo Weaving as an elf. <laughs> well, I don't think he's hot. No. <laughs> he's a bit of a weird. In all fairness, he is probably the ugliest elf. It's a good job he's the king. It's the look he gives the hobbits when you know when they when they like run in and he, he and they're in the the circle mm -hmm. at the at the very beginning of the Fellowship of the Rings kind of where they're all joined together and, yeah. and the hobbits all run out like they've all been listening. He he looks at them. It's like fuck me. Like any one of them should have just died. It was like the work he made a brilliant character for that look alone. He, that one look he gave. Give him the Oscar. That one look he gave them was just—it was like the most hateful, mm. angry look I think I've ever seen anybody portray. In all fairness, to. if we were sitting here and watch Lord of the Rings, you'd see me pull that look whenever the hobbits come back on screen because they're my least favourite part of those films. Yeah, the hobbit. What? Yeah, I hate the hobbit too. Oh, the Frodo's a pain in the ass. He's a whiny little fucker. I think he's a bit whiny. I think, and his and I think his, his closet homosexual. Him. 
you know, of interest with Sam. They should have just given Sam the fucking ring. He'd have been there in two days, <laughs> completely unaffected. He was just like, he was just like, oh, fuck it, let's go then. Well, you don't know what the effect the ring would have had on him. I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you! <laughs> but he was still carrying the ring, because he's carrying Frodo, who's wearing the ring. Boom. <laughs> the problem was, though, by wearing the ring oh. around you, it, it started to change you. Well, either way, elves. I couldn't wear the ring. Yeah, elves are cool. According to mythology, there are both light elves and dark elves in the fairy kingdom. And in general, legends about elves tend to be from European Germanic sources as well as Nordic and Icelandic. Elves are often depicted with blonde hair and blue eyes. Or well, I could be an elf. No, you couldn't. Could be. You got brown hair. Oh, I got. I used to have blonde hair. Bit of a ginger beard. It's blonde. Mm. It's very blonde. All ginger people say that about blonde. Blonde. <laughs> blue eyes, blonde hair. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> of all the types of fairies, elves are closest to humans in height, size, and stature. They're a bit slimmer, but a similar height, so maybe I'm not an elf. <laughs> Look at that fat elf here, people. <laughs> elves have high cheekbones and angular features compared to humans, and they're also said to have mesmerizing eyes and pointed ears. Nowadays, folks in many cultures still believe that elves exist, and in fact, many of the caves in Iceland are protected by the government because three quarters of the residents believe that elves reside in the area. That is true. There are little brownie houses built out in the Iceland in the fields, little wooden, little tiny wooden homes for brownies and other and fairies. The Icelandic myths have had this massive resurgence in belief in recent years, probably because they. They're pretty much an atheist nation. Mm. So they don't do organised religion. They prefer to believe in their own kind of little folklore. They go and check these little houses to see if they've been lived in. Oh, well, the Browners are tied up after themselves, haven't they? Will they? Yeah. That's what they do, they're they're old workers, aren't they? To what they just come But they are three foot tall, so. No, some Browners are tiny. They literally build these these houses are no more than like a foot high. Mm. Never. Mm. All nicely painted in different colours, like a little street of them around a field or something. Saying that, oh, it's that fairy garden walk down by your house, isn't there, Pete? Yeah, it's nice. Well, there People was until there. Houses. The council fucking made them take it all down. Oh. BVT or whatever the, the trust is that owns. So this is this is too. The lawly. This is too pretty. Well, that, well, I know it's disgusting. They basically the people that own the area I live it. I lived in. People had put up loads of little fairy doors, little fairy houses, little things like that, yeah. along this nature trail. It was just like a trail along the street. Health and safety stopped them. No, it was just they were just like no, it's like vandalism. It. But where are the fairies gonna live? But there was that. There was nothing exactly. wrong. It, there was nothing wrong. It didn't look unsightly. It looked really nice. You know, you came to this. You just go. Well, where are the fairies gonna live? To yeah. the council, like, you know, prove they don't exist, to prove they don't need somewhere to live. Like, oh, Why are you your home in the fairies? <laughs> yeah, they're not paying council tax, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, second you get them in an house, you got to pay council tax. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, still don't benefit the council, won't it? But no, it was pathetic, though. Like, yeah, that's, it, it was really pathetic. That a note came up on the Lawley website saying. They've said, well, they've said they've they've removed them all, and we walked down there a couple of days later, 
and yeah, they'd all been removed. And yeah. there was the odd one or two that hadn't, that were a little bit higher up or something that they couldn't quite get with whatever they had. But yeah, I thought, what the... That people, are, people are paying over those. And it, was put, it was purely for the kids, man. Mm. The kids loved it. What I would have got him with a flamethrower and torched it. <laughs> <laughs> In front of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye to Tinkerbell, kids. <laughs> Flame trees. Yeah. Yeah. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> You're calling it an airstrike. <laughs> kids, kids, go to the field. There's a fucking tiger jet screams in and napalms the woods. <laughs> Get a bunch of toy Tinkerbells or something and just like lob them in before. Like, you know, little little yeah. bits of wing here and there. Like, <laughs> die, fairies, die. Pause it. No amount of clapping's gonna help you now. Uh. <laughs> While elves are sometimes friendly towards humans, they can also take revenge if they feel offended. They generally stay away from humans, especially when compared to other types of fae. Legend says that elves are the types of fairies are the protectors and caretakers of the forest, and they are usually tied to the specific forest that they protect and live in groups. They're very smart and agile, and they have keener perceptions than humans, we use their senses in nature and avoid technology. Maybe they're the Sasquatches. Well, I doubt it, because they're all tall and fair. Yeah, but maybe that whole Chinese... Sasquatches look very different. <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> people just seeing... I don't know. Maybe I'm they... Not, you, know, you know what it is, Pete? Something else. It's elf magic. <clears throat> That's what I was thinking. Do they subject Sas- themselves Sasquatches are else? elf magic. They're, they're just... There you go. We maybe fixed it. That's why all the pictures are blurry. Yeah. Maybe they're hermit elves that have let themselves go. <laughs> what? And hit the gym? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, elves basically. The elves can be dicks, but we all know that. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that in every pop culture. Well, actually, dark elves, isn't it? No, every elves are dick. They can all be dicks. Dark elves are just like more sadistic dicks. I don't ever see elves as dicks. The king elf in Lord of the Rings is a bit of a dick. Yeah? Yeah, he's he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? Maybe they're arrogant, aren't they? Elves are arrogant. They believe themselves to be superior to us monkeys. Well, yeah. They're they're immortal, and you know what I mean? Immortal or very long-lived, depends on which story that is. They've been portrayed. No idea, I think they've been portrayed wrong. Either way, they live thousands of years. You think the more traditional version rather than the fantasy version? Because every fa- even in one of forty thousand, the Eldar who are basically space elves are like arrogant, stuck-up knobs. Yeah. Who will do a deal with us if they have to, but they look down on us. No, I see an elf as more of a, like a, a bit of a militant vegan type. <laughs> <laughs> Living in a yurt in the woods. <laughs> a militant vegan. Yeah. Huh. Hugging the trees and shit. Yeah, proper elf. Well, all right. <laughs> Cobalts then. Cobalts, they're types of things. Yeah, go on then if you want. You have just done elves, sorry. So, so what about cobalts then? Cobalts are types of fae who live in mines. There haven't been many sightings of cobalts, so it's hard to say exactly what they look like. <laughs> Generally, cobalts only interact with miners. Some cobalts are troublemakers and will undo the miners' progress, but others will actually help or knock on the tunnels to warn the miners of a cave in. When they undo their progress, that's called a cave-in. Yeah. Um, and when they see them, that's called carbon monoxide poisoning setting in. Gas, breathing gas, some, some gas. Things, yeah. 
basically Tweety Pie has already died and they've not realised this. <laughs> they're all spasming on the floor at that point, hallucinating, aren't they? They're all tripping balls now because no. of lack of oxygen and shit. They're just on the floor all twitching. I'm up with the olds! No one noticed the canary had died in this scenario. <laughs> it's a kobold! <laughs> Changelings, they are rather scary part of the fairy legend. While they aren't exactly a type of fae, changelings are in a league of their own. According to legend, changeling is a fairy child that has been swapped for a human uh, child. Isn't that what they do in that film with David Bowie in it? Mm. Labyrinth? Yeah. Right. Okay. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in the latest Hellboy. Or do they just they... steal a child? No, he just stole the child. For some reason. David Berry's evil pedo character that no one seems to mention. Yeah, it's a bit weird, that film, isn't it? Dance, baby, dance. You know what? I haven't watched that film since I was a child for the simple reasons I'll be watching. I'll watch it now and think, oh my God, this is terrible. It'll ruin it for me. I watched it not so long back because well, you've got kids, so yeah. How'd you cope with that? No, when you it's all right. I enjoyed it. I'm watching a beloved child. I did it with the fucking extreme Ghostbusters and Bucky O'Hare. I rewatched them, and they were terrible. I rewatched the Rescuers and the Rescuers Down Under, and they were still really good. I enjoyed them thoroughly. <laughs> Probably more than the kids. <laughs> See, kids' films nowadays have got like adult jokes in them, haven't they? Like Shrek was aimed at both. Yes. You kids would get jokes, adults would get jokes. Like The Simpsons. Nowadays, that works was 20, on two levels. That was Twenty years ago, that was Shrek. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> The Simpsons pioneered that kind of yeah, humour. Here's yeah. a cartoon adults can watch. Yes. It made it so when the kids are watching it, the adults can actually take some enjoyment out of it as well, That's without it. the kids knowing what that joke was. Yeah. Because the kids wouldn't understand. Go back to the 80s, right? Yeah. When, we, when we were growing up, Labyrinth, I think, is like 86 or something, off the top of my head. Yeah, mm. about that. In the late 80s, the cartoons then, they were just aimed at kids, weren't they? That was it. Yeah. And, and you they, watch them now and you're like, my God, this is the same story every week. They've just changed the baddie. They always had yeah. a moral as well. Yes, that's true. There's always a moral. There's always a little story at the end, like, now, kids, remember, don't cross the road whilst... Having a bag on your face. The main character will go, and now you know why you should look both ways. And now you know why you should look both ways. And everyone laughs, and that's the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Right, back to this. The changeling will grow up with this human parent, but won't appear like a normal human child. Fairies swap their babies for few reasons. Each culture has its own legend. Sometimes a fairy will swap a sick fae child with a healthy human child. That's terrible. The fae child will either die in infancy or grow up to be sickly. Oh my god. You will notice that they're beautiful and. What? Artistic. artistic with fairy. I was going to say autistic. <laughs> Probably autistic too, in all fairness. With fairy features, even though they may be unhealthy. Other fairies swap babies because they want a, a beautiful human child and feel, feel that their own baby is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> or to strengthen their bloodlines if there is a sickness. Sometimes a fairy will need a talent that only a human child possesses. Like what? Wanting to eat every five minutes. <laughs> well, it doesn't go on to say, really. <laughs> of course, changelings are rare, if uh, they really exist anymore. Whatever <laughs> did in the first place. <clears throat> the development of technology has made the practice of swapping babies 
dangerous way. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very hard to take this one seriously. Really? I just like the idea that the fair is like, oh god, that baby's ugly. I'm gonna sniff a human one. He just fucking dumps it with a fucking new family and takes a. I'm a sickly baby. Isn't anyone to notice that the baby's on us and got fucking wings? <laughs> Or pointy ears. Wings. Or pointy ears. Or have the wings. I don't think. Well, it says they won't look like their parents and probably have some magical skills, but they will also have trouble fitting in socially. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the autism thing will come in. Yeah. Then. I like how they've done the magical K though. So that means it's proper magic. Mm. So a devas. Divas, I guess. I, I wasn't sure. So it's either a divas or a devas. D e v a s. Either way, a small fairy that looks almost like fireflies. So you mean that they are fireflies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you live in a woodsy area, you've probably seen devas without even knowing it. Because there's fireflies about. <laughs> yeah. The devil originated in Persia and Greece. They appear as bright orbs of light in nature, although they are particularly found in woods. Devas love being around well-cared-for plants. They are known for to guide magical researchers medical <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake I am sorry guys they are known to guide medical researchers or witches seeking to use plants for their medical qualities however a diva won't say near a plant that is in decay won't stay it won't stay near a plant in decay Oh. Well, that makes sense. It's no good to him, is it? Yeah, you don't want to go for a dying plant, do you? Like, hey, you want to know where the best plant is? Well, these little weed dealers in the forest, don't they? Yeah. You want to know where the weed is? Follow me. Dryads. Who doesn't love a dryad? I don't even know what a dryad is. It sounds like a triad to me. I can't They're really like remember small what a triad ends, is anymore. Yeah. Triads are the... Chinese Mafia. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Not to, dryads, not to be confused with the Chinese Mafia. <laughs> Types of fairies that are tied to trees. While they aren't the actual spirit of the tree and are a type of fae, if the tree dies, the dryad will die too. So imagine how many dryads we've been killing. God oh. damn it. They don't typically travel far from their trees and they're very attached to one specific area and will do everything in their power to keep their tree alive. These types of fae will look more favourably on humans if they care for their trees. They can be a bit shy, but when they see a human taking care of the environment and treating animals and nature well, they're more likely to open up and communicate. You're soon going to meet one of these one day, then. Yeah, man. Claire's the garden ninja. She goes around random people's gardens caring for their plants and their <laughs> trees and shit. Honestly, her street looks spotless now, all because of Claire. She just literally goes around. So they, she, does, she does it to mine. <laughs> well, you'll be able to tell that you have a dryad in your yard if any of your trees have a, uh, a face look about them. Mm. Alternatively, we'll feel an active, different energy around the tree, and this indicates that the tree spirit also has a dryad attached. If you want to have a chat with them in your backyard, first show them your spirit through taking care of your trees, and after a bit, they'll begin to trust you. It's easier to communicate with them. If you're actually touching the tree and standing on the ground with bare feet, as they communicate through the earth, quite like the sound of this. Actually, it's, it's quite, kind of quite sweet, isn't it? Dryads are some of the sweetest types of fae, and if you're just dipping your toes into communication with fairies, I would recommend starting with the dryads. Go hug a tree barefoot. I might, especially if it's got a face. I might. 
I'm going to look for a, f- a tree a with face. a face. Yeah, you know, like some trees, like they do look as the bark goes a certain way, and it looks like you can. Because your brain's trained to pick out faces anyway, it's pareidolia. So, yeah, you, you, you might see like a bit of a. Oh, that looks a bit like a face, and you know, that's obviously going to dry out to it. I mean, you know, when I go around the woods tomorrow with the hound, I'm going to look for trees that look their faces on. And then give them a hug. I'm going to remember where they are, and I'll go back and take my shoes off, give it a hug. That's the placebo effect. It's like I didn't let the dog piss up you. Have a chat to me. <laughs> I'd like to think if there was any such thing as a fairy, yeah, and that was a real. I'd like to think they were one. The dryads were, were one that was like. I've always thought trees could have souls. Yeah, well, they're, they're old. They're, they're living creatures. They're old things. And that's not just because of the ants from. They'd be, more, they'd be more interesting if they were ants, though. Well, pineapple. No, banana, banana, trees. banana trees, they walk like ants. You know, we've had that fact about five, five six times, haven't we? Yeah, we've been living on that fact for a while. <laughs> I want triffids, where's triffids? Huh. Yeah. But no, I, I like to, I'd like to think that one, mm. if any of them were real, that, that one's a nice one. What about gnomes? I love a gnome. Fishing. The myth of the gnomes originated in Scotland, but they're thought to inhabit any woodsy area including many parts of the US. Gnomes look almost like little dwarfs. They mature quickly, so they typically appear old. They wear pointed red hats with green or blue clothing. You'll find gnomes in most natural woodsy areas. Their diet depends on exactly where they're living. Gnomes are known to enjoy fruit, nuts, vegetables, especially root vegetables, eggs and mushrooms. Gnomes are extremely connected to nature. In fact, they're actually earth elementals, so they're very powerful with anything related to the earth. If you want to work earth magic and manage to befriend a gnome, then they can help you to grow super powerful. Wow. <laughs> I want a gnome mate who's going to help me do earth magic. They're known to care for animals and are natural healers, although they tend to use their powers for animals and plant life, not humans. Well, that's a bit selfish. Gnomes are very shy and cautious. They stay far away from humans, especially due to their small size. Right, we need to go find a gnome. I'm guessing the uh, the guy who wrote that article about gnomes was a fan of Noddy. Yeah. <laughs> I've read stuff where gnomes can actually be quite vicious mm. and are like proper little pranksters. I've seen a few YouTube videos of apparent gnomes. Yeah. Some of them very well made. Like, you do think, like, is that real? It could be real. And if it is real, then fuck me. But... Can't believe anything I see on YouTube and things like that. I just can't believe it. <laughs> Unless it's a Sasquatch. Yeah, but even then, I don't believe it. I don't believe them until, unless I saw it for myself. And unless it was like really convincing footage, which, let's face it, it doesn't seem it's ever going to fucking happen. Well, no, because it's elf magic. Well, yeah. Irish Sea Water Guardians. They're only a few inches tall, but they fiercely guard the Irish Sea. These type of fairies are sacred to the Irish sea god Man. Manan. Manan. It's a, it's a Celtic god of the sea. Right, okay. They're surrounded by a greenish blue light. You won't often see them with the naked eye, but you may see them from the light that they give off. These types of fairies especially love storms. They surf the waves and bob up and down. They're friends with the dolphins and other intelligent sea creatures. Ah. That's nice. 
If any sea creatures need their help, the Irish Water Sea Guardians will always come to their aid. Sounds a bit like a Marvel comic to me. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> Guardians like of the Sea. Disney film to me. Yeah. Could be. So the Kelpie is an ugly, scary water fairy that are thought to be cannibalistic and carnivorous. According to Scottish and Irish legend, Kelpies are eat deer off the shoreline as well as other types of fairies and even humans. Male Kelpies are thought to be shapeshifters. They can turn into handsome men and lure young women into the water and either trap them or consume them. Mm, nice. Typically, the Kelpie is seen in the form of a horse if they don't reveal their true form. Mm. Basically, you'll be there along this, this coast or at the edge of a lake. You'll see this fucking fantastic looking horse. You'll oh, the horse will come up to you, try and get you on his back. Or then ride into the sea, drown you and consume you. Mm. Mm. They're my favourites. Goddamn sexy water horses. <laughs> Some Kelpies even thought to be a classic scary monster that have created huge legends such as the Loch Ness Monster. Mm. You know, Love, Death and Robots, like you said, yeah. the, the final episode of the last season where that woman's dancing in the water trying to lure the guy in. Yeah, I thought it was a Banshee. No, no, it's um, she's more of a Kelpie. Oh. Banshee's, remember, Banshee's only pronounced death. Maybe she's a mixture of the two. It's a lake and she appears as this dancing woman in the water covered in gold. Mm. And every time she screams, the the, the night's drawn into the water, but this one's deaf. Mm. What's the other name? He doesn't hear it. It's actually a a weird dance episode. Sirens. 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 They they lure sailors to their deaths. Yeah, but it sounds like a siren, that Mm. does. Mm. Give that show a watch, it's brilliant. Hmm. What, what's it called? Love, Death and Robots. There's three seasons of it, but they're only about 20 minute long episodes. Some are even shorter than that. Hmm. Yeah, it's good, man. First season of that is a work of art. I like the third season. Third season was very good as well. Merfolk. Mermaids. They're huge in pop culture, so most people don't believe in them. However, in the witch or magical community, mermaids are definitely real. Definitely. Definitely. Most of these types of fairies prefer to be known as mare or mare folk, although they're called mermaids and mermen in pop culture. They're very beautiful and are half human, half fish creatures who live in the oceans and seas. Now, there are stories about mare folk that paint them in both a positive and a negative light. Some tales state that the mare folk lured ships to the rocks and sailors to their deaths, while others say that the mare folk rescue drowning men. These types of fairies obviously don't live in homes, they swim through the ocean and frequently migrate. They tend to live in family units, although these can grow quite large and they protect everyone in the group. Although they generally hide from humans, they have become more visible as the ocean gets polluted and they will sometimes reach out to humans to try to stop further pollution. Good luck. So there's shitloads on hanging around the UK at the minute because it's just the rivers are full of shit. Oh. Raw sewage being pumped into the sea. Disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So I bet there's quite a few of them trotting around the English Channel and minute waving their hands at passers-by. Yeah, I saw that on the news this week. Foiling it. Yeah. So um, the sort of Brexit, isn't it? They don't have to follow the EU environmental laws anymore. Scrap that law. It was actually that Liz Truss, wasn't it? Who's going to be our next Prime Minister. You think? Possibly. Yeah, she said to them basically, yeah, don't worry, just do what you want. No. Yeah. You know, just aside for a moment, and I don't mean this to be more than a very quick aside, our next leader is either a fucking greedy, nasty cunt, 
or a very dim woman. Mm. I don't mean woman in derogatory sense, just, you know, she's very dim. They don't all don't have a clue, mate. And yeah, but she seems really, really yeah. dim. And I'm not convinced either of them are going to do us any good. Of course not, they're fucking Taurus. Viva la revolution! <laughs> okay, nymphs. Nymphs, a type of fae from Greece. There are many different types of nymphs, including tree nymphs, water nymphs, and wood nymphs. In some legends, they have the reputation of being hypersexual. Oh, yeah! They are generally known as beautiful females, but unlike sirens, they are relatively harmless. Nymphs can be a bit mischievous, like all types of fairies, but they don't hurt humans. Sometimes they even fall in love with humans and be quite committed. Can they? <laughs> so, in other words, bring on the fucking nymphs then. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favourite so far. <laughs> I've got nothing against the nymphs, I just really like the, the fact that kelpies just gonna. Kelpies are basically just evil nymphs, in a way. Mm. They're the gangbangs. Mm. More cannibalism? No. Salamanders. I've never heard of this one. Neither have I. Salamanders aren't well-known type of fae, but they are powerful. Generally, salamanders are known for as a fire elemental and can be really helpful if you're a witch working with fire. They appear as fiery lizards in red and orange tones, although they are also known to show up as classic fire fairy or even um, a ball of fire or light. Ball lightning. <laughs> oh man, this ball lightning just appeared whilst performing mm-hmm. my fire magic. I like the fact that you can have, if you're a witch doing fire magic, you can get a little fucking lizard, red lizard helper who glows. I mean, that's fucking ace. That's cool. And what's that doing fire magic? <laughs> All these fairies are really reminiscent of Zelda, aren't they? Well, that's, Zelda got it from that, didn't they? <laughs> they, they ripped it. <laughs> they ripped it off, yeah. Salamanders are some of the strongest elementals. They embody the spirit of fire. They come to the aid of humans or witches in their areas of passion and revenge, as well as physical manifestation of fire. Like all types of fairies, salamanders can be mischievous, so make sure you know what you're doing before you ask them to work together. They can be getting quite upset if they feel they have been slighted and wreak havoc. In other words, they'll burn your fucking house down, uh, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> While you're doing the fire magic, they'll burn that down. The Seely Court. Mm. The Seely Court is one of the most well-known aspects of fairy law, is it? Yes, this is like the ruling body of fairies, okay. in a way. Well, is it where everyone goes to if they want something sorted? So, they're thought to be benevolent fairies who act as an arbiter, judges of fairy disputes. Um, this is where you get the uh, the fairy mounds in the summer, that's where they sit. Uh, so the Seely Court is typically seen as, at twilight, they conduct their courtly processions. They're especially active during the spring and summer months. I want to see a little fairy... Um, courtroom yeah and little judge with a little, yeah. little fucking headpiece on yeah little, little hammer yeah and just to the left of it where they hang them <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple hanging already I want to see a fairy execution <laughs> what does that say about you they got wings so they'd be able to lift themselves up their wings, could they cut their wings off wouldn't they <gasps> so yeah. most of the members they'd be deferred most of the members of Seely Court enjoy beautiful things. 
Oh, not not hangings of the yeah. other. Fucking hell, Mike, you corrupted, didn't you? <laughs> They're all about stunning dresses and clothing, harmonious instruments, delicate flowers, and of course, dances. The Seely Court is made up of the most beautiful types of fairies. The Seely Court fairies are known to wreak havoc on each other by chopping their heads off. I'm <laughs> 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 joking. Seely uh, Court. <laughs> So the Seely Court types of fairies are known to be somewhat friendly to humans. They are said to seek help from humans if needed and return human favours with kindness. However, like any other type of fairy, the Seely Court has mischievous fairies too. They can easily play tricks on you and get revenge if they feel slighted. The Seely Court is well known as good counterpart of the unseely court Ooh. Mm. some legends say that they fight each other whilst others say that they're simply polar opposites <laughs> 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 all right yeah okay some legend i'll know it <laughs> some some legends say they fight each other whilst others say that they are simply polar opposites and avoid each other so the unseely court are the ones hanging yeah, people. That's yeah, that's one of the gallows. <laughs> they're the ones you want to go and see. They've always, all, you come into the little fairy comes into the unseely court and they're just all wearing the black caps already. You're like, oh man, <laughs> hang him. <laughs> what about the trial now? You want the seely court, mate? <laughs> you get the wrong one. <laughs> I only stole a pork pie. From <laughs> <laughs> a woman's house in Birmingham. It wasn't. <laughs> Fifty years ago as well, man. Come on. <laughs> There's a backlog. Cases. <laughs> There's only so many unseely courts, you know. <laughs> so those are some of the types of fairies, well, the majority of the types of fairies you may or may not encounter. I hadn't heard of half of them. Yeah, I found it quite interesting, actually. I quite like the, the fae mythology. I think it's fun. We'll carry on next week. Cause we'll carry on next week. We decided halfway through this episode that it was going to be, have to be a two-parter because we'd be going an hour and ten now. So... We'll carry on next week and we'll get into the Cottingley Fairies and various pieces of evidence and what may be there. Evidence? Maybe. And there's still there's a not a lot more. that's convincing, but maybe. Still a few more fairies to go through as well. Still a few more fairies to go through, some of the lesser known types. So we'll end it there. We'll do some fucked up facts. Mike? Yeah, team team, please. Facts, facts, fucked up facts, facts, facts. Facts. Polar explorers burn 8,000 calories a day. Fucking hell. Yeah. And therefore often supplement their diets with multiple large slabs of frozen butter. Fucking hell, I couldn't eat butter. Yeah. I think, <laughs> wouldn't that give you the shits? <laughs> Probably. You must be there, you'd be bummed up on a mojum, wouldn't you? <laughs> you wouldn't want to be getting your arse out, would you? Well, the thing is, you know, I know that for a fact that in the Arctic, you have to be armed... There's got to be a gun in the party. I to say us like there's got to be have probably two guns between us, and so we'd have to have two of us shit at the same time or two stud guard for polar bears. Why? That is an Arctic survival thing. If you want, to, if you're on your own, you've got to shit. You could be in big trouble because you're your most vulnerable. Yeah. And they sneak up on you. They can do. Yeah, they they can walk. Smell they walk it, up. They? they walk up and they hold their hand over their nose. The polar bears are like John Cena. Yeah, you can't see, see them. And then they move their hand, and you can see the black nose. <laughs> oh, oh, put it back. No, but they will smell it, and it'll be a treasure. So one of you has to stand guard. You see, so Pete's having a dump. 
I'm looking for polar bears. I see one on the horizon. I'll fire off a shot. Scare it off. Staying up wind a bit. Well, yes. Then again, you'd be all wrapped up, wouldn't you? But yeah, you got to eat your arse out. And of course, you got to do it fast. You're going to get frostbite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's literally one up, one down, one to polish. You're out of there. You don't want constipation, do you? You don't want a turd to freeze half out. No, but at the same time, I don't want liquid shit from butter. <laughs> Quicker, though, isn't it? I suppose it is, but you're going to get a bit sore down there after a while, isn't it? <laughs> Lovely. Next. <laughs> Adults spend about half their time daydreaming. Yep. Yeah, I can believe that. It's not so much daydream, it's thinking about fucking life and everything that's going on and what you got to do and... Ways to ever throw the government, yeah. <laughs> Ways I can become the living god emperor of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about that a lot. A lot. Sure you do. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. He sits there in his chair at home, stroking his dog. <laughs> like, mm, I'm the dog. <laughs> how will I take over the world? Excellent. Join me or die tactics, that's what I decided on. Fair enough. A single editor has removed the phrase comprised of from Wikipedia 47,000 times. Right. Just for a prank? Fuck knows. Is he a grammar Nazi? Must be. I hate this phrase, I'm going to eradicate it from the whole of Wikipedia. Sweet. Oh Oh, man, it's a fucking thought police. It's a new speak. It's the start of it. Well, some things are comprised of others. <laughs> I'd do that with the word Brexit. I'd like that to yeah. be eradicated. Yeah, I wish I'd never heard that. Yeah, that word needs to be yeah. eradicated. But what, what's wrong with comprised of? Maybe he doesn't feel it's grammatically correct. I don't know. I don't. Maybe he's just a fucking memer and he's doing it for the lols. 47,000 times. Yeah. Jesus. He's got obsessive compulsive disorder. Just a bit. You know oh. what he could have achieved in that time? He's clearly not got fuck all else to do. There is that too, yeah. Stay in the economy, that is Pete. If he had a job, he wouldn't have to sit there <laughs> editing Wikipedia. Maybe that is his job. Maybe. Does anyone know what the word is for fear of the Welsh? Is it in Welsh? Half of it. What's Cymru. What do they call Cymru? Cymru. Cymru phobia. No. It would be... It's got a phobia at the end of it. Yep. Cymru... Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Well, this bit's English, isn't it? Kid. No, that's black. No, go on. It's basically... It is that near enough. It's Cymrophobia. Cymro. Cymrophobia. Yeah, whatever the Welsh... Who scared the Welsh? <laughs> they don't like the English very much. They don't. They really don't. But I mean, like, as, as a... So I, was, I was a bit afraid a lot. They time. don't give me nightmares. No. I don't get freaked out if I'm near a Welsh person. I'm like, oh, it's Welsh. Mm-hmm. What's so scary about them? Why would you have to you? I don't do clones, who it, am I judge? It's those clubs that they walk around with. Those <laughs> big clubs, you know, like the hair and... The fact they all live in caves. Oh, are you suggesting the Welsh are closer to reason than the Anderthals? Beat their probed Celtic nation. I'm joking. <laughs> Knuckle dragon fuckers. They have electricity. No, I'm joking again. They actually have electricity now. They might hear some of these podcasts. So. Hey, we're pretty close to Wales, so we can't talk. No. I've been I've been told I sound Welsh. You don't really? sound Welsh, boy. Oh, someone's. I was talking to someone they said it sounds like I've got a, a Welsh tint to my accent I said no nah, that's just Shropshire mm. no boy oh that's just Shropshire that is boy oh <laughs> we're pretty close isn't it yep. see 
Well, Oz is literally on the border, isn't yeah, it? That's in Shropshire. It takes it's half the terms in Wales, half of it's in England. 40 minutes, you're in Wales. Mm. So, yeah. In 1995, a surgeon performed emergency surgery in flight. Cool. Using a clothes hanger sterilising cognac badass. as his surgical tools. Ooh. Oof, what a badass. That is pretty badass. And the patient survived. And I bet he drank the cognac after. Like, yeah. yes. He'd have drank half of it first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, well, the patient would have drank half of it first, probably. Yeah. Not the doctor. He wasn't performing. What he's cutting apart. What, what he's operation a, he's doing. He's using a coat hanger. So what's it? interesting what he's doing with a coat hanger. Because it's not a cutting tool. Well. It could be. Stab it in enough times. Yeah, but it depends on what he's trying to do. We don't know what he's doing, do we? There's no mention of the operation that's performed. Either way. It's gone through his skin. Yep. Yeah. What still? Badass? Mm -hmm. Is there a doctor on the plane? (laughs) Yep. Get me a cold (laughs) hanger. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Mantis de Bargain. That's always sunny in Philadelphia reference. It'd be worse if he comes along and goes, Hi, I'm Dr. Nick. (laughs) (laughs) You're all right, I'll pass. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably a shit impression, but hey-ho. It wasn't too bad. You knew who I meant. It wasn't too bad. The world's most overdue library book was 287 years overdue. Fucking hell, imagine the bill for that. Jesus! <laughs> Colonel Robert Walpole borrowed it from Sydney Sussex College in Cambridge in 1667. His biographer found it among his papers and returned it to the college in 1956. <laughs> That's quite hilarious. Tight bastard. Could have just bought the book. I'd have sold it back to him. It was a colonel, one. He was yeah. some bunny. He probably went off way to see or something, didn't he? So just forgot about the, the book. book. Wasn't the the first thing on his mind when he got <laughs> called up by his queen country or king or? No, he's been really sent to India, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I think this book will be to read on the voyage." <laughs> had no intention of returning it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going away. I'm going away tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to the library. It's like a three-month journey just to India, and then the twenty years you could be there if you don't die. <laughs> Is there a rhyme for orange in the English language? Yes. yes. I read this the other day. I don't remember the word. I but there did, is. There is one. There it's is one. Oranger. There's two actually. What did you say? One of them is a porringer. No. Nope. Yeah, it is because that porringe does rhyme with orange. So yeah, a porringer is one. I'm not down here, I'm going to down I'll here. I'll tell you what a porringer well, fucked is. Up, fucked up facts as the authority. What's the two words, Mike? Go on. Blorringe. Right. A mountain in Wales. Okay. And sporringe. A sack where spores are made. Ah. What a great word. A porringer is a type of pan. And it originated in medieval periods. It doesn't rhyme with orange, does it? A porringer. Porringe. You said a porringer? Yeah, porringer, orange. It's one of the only things that does rhyme with orange. Porringer. It's just orange with peas stuck in the front of it, though. No, ER on the end. Uh, is it, but sure orringer if... is oranger than the, that rhyme. That rhymes with orange. Doesn't rhyme with orange, sorry. Yeah, go on, yeah. Sorry. Close, though. Blorange and sporange, apparently. Mm, I think they're made up words. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're made up words. Blorange. I see, I watched QI and they said. The only thing that rhymed with orange was plorringer, and even then it doesn't actually rhyme with it because of the ER, but it's the closest word that does rhyme with 
I think this might actually be a recent thing that yeah. maybe these words have actually been rediscovered. This was a, this was a Stephen Fry episode, yeah. which uh, he's not been on it for a few yeah, years. Yeah, and all facts have a half-life. Yeah. Because I did see this recently, was uh, they discovered a word or something like that. Mm. Still so old words get discovered and they're translating shit in old documents, so they're going through them. Yeah. They don't know every word, do they? Nope. So okay. I Dramas' prediction to shite. <laughs> we'll end on this one. By 2100, dead Facebook users will outnumber the living. Oh, man. Why? Does that mean we've got to look at the zombie Facebook profiles? I think Facebook will be dead by then. It's not Facebook now, Mike. It's the metaverse. Uh, see, Blorange... Sorry, Blorange ain't a fucking word. Blorange is a new word, and it's because it's a blend of blonde and orange, or blood orange. Well, it's so, a slang, so it's okay. So yeah, I know, but it's technically not a word. Is it in, in Wales? It's in Welsh. And there is a mount, a hill, a hill in Wales. That's it. Yeah, so, it's, it's named after a hill. It's legit. Yeah, I said British. Yeah, maybe not in the English language, but in the British yeah. language. No, yeah, it's named after something. It's legit, isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah. That mountain was named word. before they had oranges in the UK. It's a word, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. All right then, let's end the show. We'll be back next week with part two of Fairies. And the Cottingley Fairies. I will sign off and say thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the Flavor Aid and don't join a cult. And, you know, don't ride a horse into the sea. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. Aim low, but shoot high.